Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Today, 2020 BMW Championship DraftKings picks, preview, strategy. We got a no-cut event for the BMW Championship. 70 players in the field, so we have some like wonky strategy that we have to walk through. We'll go through each of the pricing tiers. But remember, folks, this is now on the Mayo Media Network. So if you're watching and you're not subscribed, give your head a shake. Go hit that subscribe button, please. That really does help me out. As does smashing the like button and tell me who your favorite 6K guy is this week on DraftKings. The Listener's League link in the description of this video and podcast. Around 500 spots left this week. No DraftKings open for the Tour Championship next week because that's just a weird tournament. And I don't think people are like super jazzed for it. I'm not super jazzed for it. Doesn't mean I'm not doing like shows for it. But either way, live chat, 1230 p.m. Eastern time on Mayo Media Network YouTube page on Wednesday. We'll be going through the finalized betting card, the weather, any updated news, DraftKings ownership, and all of your questions. And you'll have the chance to become the first ever person on Mayo Media Network to be banned for life. And if you just want to get a leg up, simulator tools, ownership projections, every stat you can imagine, fantasynational.com. Get 20% off by going to fantasynational.com slash mayo. A monthly membership right now will take you through the U.S. Open. I know football will be going on at the same time, but you're probably going to want to get it on the U.S. Open. Let's be real here. It's going to be a fun weekend. Joining me on the line to break this all down, Ben Rosner, awesomeo.com, the man who has informed me that he's been better at betting than DFS, which I find really weird. It's uh, that's atypical for me. Usually not cashing a lot of outrights, uh, but I've I've been on a good streak there. DFS not so much, so I don't have to worry about the cut this week. And I guess that's a good thing considering last week I could not get a six of six throw. Yeah, I ended up with one six of six in twenty lineups. I played eighty five percent Morikawa, and I only lost fifteen percent of the money I put in, so I felt pretty good about it. And I would have won money, but I I was the last man out in the hundred dollar single entry. I was like, if I just win that, then I go, I don't lose that money. I double up that money, and all of a sudden I'm looking good. But five of six was like good last week. You could if you had Dustin in a five of six, you probably came like the top five percent of tournaments. Oh, yeah, it was possible to hang around. Now, I had a, fi- a couple five or sixes with Dustin. Ryan Moore made an appearance in my lineups <laughs> oh, last God. week, though. That was uh, a mistake on several levels after he gave up. So now that Ricky Fowler is no longer in the FedEx Cup playoffs, I assume you're going to rebound and win money this week? 
this is my moment. I'm usually not a big 70 man field, but uh, little by little, we're getting rid of all my guilty pleasures. So <laughs> now I'm going to have to play like Lanto and, and the, the best players in the world, Brendan Todd and all Harris English. Uh, they're forcing me to do it and that'll probably fix the problems. So I do want to let everyone know as well on Mayo Media Network, you can find the Pat Mayo Experience. You'll find the Dogger Pass podcast, UFC picks with Paul and Cody. Also, Vintage Cuss Corner's up there now, and I have created a Cuss Corner only audio feed. So if you're you know, ever feeling down about yourself, go put on a Cuss Corner and listen to what Tim has to say. It will just elevate your day. You'll just be smiling all day long thinking, I'm not that guy, so I got it going on right now. So you can find that everywhere you can download podcasts. Just search Cuss corner apple stitcher spotify wherever it's all up there now for you to consume the first the very first six cuss corners from like 2017 are up eventually we're going to repopulate everything with the top 30 and we got a ton of football coming at you this week and next week the win total shows are next week fantasy football rankings update on wednesday along with that live chat so a ton of content coming your way and ben you said you'd be down for a kentucky derby preview oh absolutely uh it's it's not normally, obviously, in September, but I am ready to go. We got Tis the Law. We got some some new horses that I want to talk about, so count me in. Uh, if you guys are psyched to have a betting preview for the Kentucky Derby, tweet at Cam Stewart Live and tell Cam that he needs to come on the show, okay? Let's talk to golf. Strategy for this week, like I mentioned, it's 70 players in the field. There is no cut. And I was kind of racking my brain like, hey, I treat this like a WGC, you know, just I'm not worried about anything besides finishing position of everyone from like $8,000 and above. But when you get down into the scrub tier, uh, you're better off taking the guys that you know, will theoretically make a lot of birdies and trade them with bogeys. Cause I just don't see a lot of guys from that bottom end coming inside the top 10 is the thing. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this a lot with non cuts over four days, 72 holes. If you're not taking a lot of placement points, it's pure scoring. Like you can come in 60th and you can outscore guys in the you know top 20. Uh, if you get a couple of ridiculous streaks and things like that, especially if the course plays easy. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. This is a relatively unknown course uh, for DFS purposes, but scoring is so important in a non-cut. I've heard a lot of people say, I think Drew Matthews, shout out Drew Matthews, pointed this out. It's like, this course hasn't changed in 20 years, yet people think it's going to play more difficult than it used to. Like, that doesn't happen. No, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand that because, again, I, don't, I didn't dig into it too much, but it was a U.S. Open, and I assume the setup will be Easy? different. Yeah, yeah. easier. Uh, it's not going to be, we're not going to see 30 under, obviously. Ah. But I, I think this, yeah, yeah, maybe, we'll see. I mean, Harris English is that good these days, but um, I don't know. I, I think this would just be a middling 15 to 20 under wins it, something normal. It looks on on paper, it looks really difficult when you read about it, but I've seen the story before and seemingly with these strong fields, the guys find ways to be effective. Yeah, so it's just over 7,350 yards. It's playing as a part of 70. And every time that we've seen it in like the recent past outside of like the collegiate tournaments that happened there where the uh, Illinois Illini host their tournament every year, Cam Champ and Matthew Wolf won two of the past four years, by the way. Morikawa, Rom, all played in those tournaments, did pretty well, as did Scotty Scheffler. But the women's uh, PGA Championship 2017, 2015, U.S. Amateur, 2003, U.S. Open, like those are, two of those are USGA setups. And we know all about USG set, USGA setups that they're going to be incredibly difficult. And we go back and like, I know the BMW Championship is a rotational 
event where it just takes place, but it takes place at these, like, remember Medina last year? I was like, well, Medina's pretty hard. And then, you know, during the FedEx Cup playoffs, four guys go lower than 20 under. Like, the BMW Championship has gone 20 under or even lower each of the past five years. Yeah, and, and like you said, obviously different courses, but there is still a mold and a blueprint for the tournament itself. And I, even if it plays a little harder than that, this is not, I, I would be su- really surprised if we see like a eight under winner. I, I don't see that happening. And I think that you kind of just have to plan accordingly that this is not going to play like a U.S. Open. Now, when you look at the course, it's tree line. There's relatively no water. I think there's 75 bunkers on the course. The rough looks like it's getting a bit thick. Uh, it was reported it was going to be around five inches, which would be severely penal but most of the time when you're in the rough you're in like the middle of the trees too just based on the way the course looks like i can just see this playing out a lot like an easier slightly easier version of like beth page and harding park which are super long par 70s yeah again on paper it seems like well wow you got to keep it straight on these fairways you're going to be in the trees you're going to be in deep rough there's bunkers there's water the greens are sloped they're po like Something will give. You'll be able to work in and out of trouble. Uh, similar to Harding Park, I see that. I kind of see Muirfield Village in there a little. Um, nothing these guys can't handle. No, I would just kind of ride. My, are you a ride the momentum in the playoffs kind of guy? Like you brought up Harris English, but even someone like Scotty Scheffler or just guys that have played well, like not just last week, but like you know each of the past three weeks. I know we talk a lot about recent form, but we've seen this in the playoffs where these like mid mid tier like jobbers get hot and all of a sudden like they're awesome there's something i think to that i don't know if it's so hard because this year is atypical in so many ways like with the schedule and whatnot but i i do think there is something to that it's just balancing you know nine thousand dollar scotty scheffler it's it's baked in to how well he's playing that price I suppose that's true. So in terms of DraftKings strategy for your lineups, I mean, what are, what are the, the, the few quick tips? Leave like at least 100 on the table in a no-cut event with 70 people just to distinguish yourself. I'm not playing a ton of lineups this week. Like I, I usually play like 20 to 40 or 20 to 30 and just like throw them all across lineups. I think I might play three to five this week and just really try to hammer down a core. Uh, I was thinking about playing like the all good form lineup though. Have Harris English, Dustin, uh, Scotty Scheffler, and then try to find some guys. I guess the guys at the bottom aren't in good form, or they would be higher priced, wouldn't they? I mean, some you could go. It's just, I mean, there are guys at the bottom that are here solely because they're playing well, and they are just outclassed, kind of. So there's, again, I, I think you can look towards that. I tend to go the other way where I, I look for just good players, and I'm going to try to bring in some guys that I think maybe are a little over their head. They're just, they've clearly found something because week after week we see, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure I'll ever get used to seeing Berger around 10 K in strong fields. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to affect his ownership because a lot of people talked last week. It's like, well, no one's going to own Berger at that price. Then everyone owned Berger and it paid off. So I'm just throwing it out there that people might go back to the well once again, Uh, if it continues to work. Why would you change it? Uh, But if we go to the 10K level, there are seven guys $10,000 or above this week. Dustin Johnson coming off a Michael Kim-esque performance uh, is $11,500. He's the highest owned guy. Rom is the only other one at $11,000. Then the rest of them, Thomas, Bryson, Rory, Webb, all in the $10,000 level. I laid out my case on Monday's show of who I like from this range, and I am going with Rory. McElroy, your guy, Ben. I rarely use him. I never bet him. I'm betting a man going like 100% lock on him this week. 
Yeah, I use them frequently. Uh, I also bet them. I he's eighteen or I, I saw nineteen to one out there this morning. Like he's half that to win the Masters on some of these sites. Uh, that's just I will blindly back that. Listen, it's been frustrating. Rory clearly is not playing well. His irons were good last week. Everything else was bad. But that's good, though, right? In my mind, the irons have been crippling him. So when I see that he's top 10 in the field, in a field like that, with his approaches, and he lost all four rounds with his driving and lost like seven strokes putting. Well, the guy is the best driver of the ball in the world. He very rarely goes consecutive tournaments where he's bad driving the ball. So I'm just going to expect that to flip back. Maybe I'm wrong in assuming that, but if you have a you know 15-year baseline of one guy and he has one bad tournament doing one thing, it's hard to not think like, oh, all of a sudden Roy's going to gain four with his driver again. And the putting is like up and down. I doubt he loses seven strokes again. No, I mean, the putting is more concerning. The, the driver is going to be fine. Um, it's just when you have the lethal combo of bad bad around the green and not giving you much on the greens in terms of making putts, it can be tough. Obviously, I'm never going to really sour on Rory when he's not nearly as popular and you're getting a $1,200 discount against anybody. I think Rom is overall the safest if you want to look to everything. It's a little more pricey, but flat 11, he can handle these long par fours. He can handle really any conditions. So uh, I'll lean there. Obviously, Webb, not for me. The other guys, though, I mean, they're the best players in the world for a reason. Yeah, if it wasn't Rory, uh, you say that Rom is probably the safest. Who do you think you would throw in as a second man in? Because I think I have it whittled down to Bryson or JT. Like JT just hasn't been able to putt each of the past three weeks. And he won one of those tournaments. Yeah, it would be JT for me. Bryson is is really tricky because, you know, we got a glimpse of what happens when he doesn't putt. Uh, it it kind of got lost because of the off the tee stuff, how well he was putting. And that is something that I think is unsustainable in so many levels. Sure. He is, I think, baseline, the best putter of all of these top end guys. Uh, just like when you look tournament to tournament round to round, he's very good on the greens. But from a DraftKings perspective, like an ownership perspective, like it's really hard to distinguish any of these guys. Bryson's probably the worst of them, but his like weird skill sets could make him the best in any given week, which is why he's priced up here. But after like two bad weeks in a row, everyone is just willing to jump off the Bryson train that there's going to be a really good time to jump on board. And this does seem like a course where it is. I thought the narrative of him winning at this course, the 2015 US Amateur, would really be like played up this week. And everyone would be like, hey, I need to get Bryson. But no one seems to be doing that i'm surprised at that too because usually when you have like a course that has basically no history people pull at what we do have and that's the thing that stands out the most in 2015 but i i think people have just soured his irons are not good and yeah he's going to gain off the tee but you can't you just can't make up for it unless you do the deadly off the tee and putting combo if you do that i mean that's effective anywhere so I would want to, like, I rejigged my model from the Saturday show I released when I built it up the first time as kind of the first look. I've added driving distance into it. I I just think at a tournament like this, ball striking, distance, irons, that's really what you need to be targeting and hope for a hot putter. A lot like Justin Thomas at this tournament last year. Remember, he couldn't make a putt for like two months, and then he gets to Medina and Boom. couldn't miss, and just he ran away with everything. But ball strikers at this event had just been so good, regardless of what the course is. I think that's what the setup from at least the PGA during the FedEx Cup playoffs has really shown that 
if you want to go the other way, that's why I'm targeting like Rory, Bryson, JT. You can take anyone from like the top end, whoever you know, suits your fancy. But Webb seems to be such an outlier that if you did want to construct, if, let's say we're wrong and this doesn't play easier and it does play the minus eight, minus seven game, like a U.S. Open type thing, which I don't think that's going to happen. You could get away with Webb as your highest priced player and just play like the Webb Simpson All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely can do that. I just... For me, if I really if I if I build some lineups that are saying, you know what, it's gonna play like a US open, I'd probably just start in the nine K range and still not get to Web. Uh you could go, but you could go like Web, Burger, Oh my god, Day, Kisner, English, Horschel, Norman. Yeah, that is my nightmare lineup. <laughs> That's why it's been crushing. That like I couldn't think of a lineup that I would have less of week after week and that's probably going to be the optimal now watch yeah i'm not going to play it either but yeah just no. putting that out there if you i'd rather lose yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not i refuse to participate in something that starts web burger and also has billy ho in, in english on it you can throw norin in there who else could uh, fitzpatrick okay. you could check into that mix hot fire russell henley come on now we're getting somewhere okay all right, so if we do go into the 9K range, yeah, it's a pretty small field worth of guys. So we have, let's see here, Xander 9-9, Berger 9-7, Morikawa 9-5, 9-2 for Jason Day, and an even $9,000. You have old Scotty Scheffler just sitting there. Um, the answer is Morikawa. I know he missed the cut last week, but he's one for one in wins coming off missed cuts in his career, so you got to go with him. Can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with Morikawa cooled off somewhat expectedly, I guess, uh, you know, he just, the irons, it went away. It's kind of like Rory with the off the tee. His irons are good. They're going to be good for a long time. He's going to have an off week here and there. And he had one at the Northern trust day also had a, uh, and that's an understatement an off day with the irons at the Northern trust. I don't know what to make of it. He was getting it together and it exploded at the PGA I'm going to just kind of blindly back these guys and think that they fix the approach numbers after a weird week. So you would have a preference for Jason Day over someone like Scotty Scheffler at the same price? I would. Um, I just, listen, this is where it's tough. If you look at the stats, obviously Scheffler is doing everything that you could want. He's gaining across the board week after week. But you're almost priced into that. He has to keep doing it to, to keep paying you off. And I'm I'm just not sure that that will continue. It's a big ask for anyone, especially Scotty Scheffler. I, this is going to come back to burn me when he wins this tournament, but I can't for the life of me. And I've been on this for a few weeks. So it's been working out for me. Like one of the few things both in the betting market and on DraftKings, is I can't figure out why Xander Shoffley is priced as high as he is on both the betting boards or on DraftKings. Like what is he doing to earn this respect? I mean, you're talking to the wrong person. Like, when I was looking at, you know, the odds this morning, he he is a bigger favorite to win this tournament than Rory. Yeah. What? Like, what? And he's not even playing well. Like, his, he had a miserable time with the Irons at St. Jude. They were flat zero at the PGA. They upticked a little at the Northern Trust. He's done nothing. His off-the-tee game is always strong. But, I, I mean, I'm not a Xander guy. I don't know. In majors, it never seems like he's going to do good, and then he comes in second no matter where he is. Even when he doesn't make the cut, he still plays the weekend somehow uh, and, and backdoors the top 10. I, I'm not there, but I'm rarely there, and 
he is someone that can burn you very, very quickly uh, with the way he plays. Well, and the crazy thing is, and this happened in the chat last week, there was two guys that everyone kept bringing up. It's like, well, I don't hear anyone talking about Abraham Answer this week. Is no one playing him? I don't hear anyone talking about Xander this week. Is no one playing them? And then you look at the ownership. It's like everyone's playing them. People just play Xander every single week. Every week. Um, and that makes it tough because I tend to come in underweight on guys that I view as overpriced and overowned. That's a lethal combination. And he's shown he, he can pay it off. But when you look at his stats, I'm just not there. The around the green game is running incredibly pure. Uh, iron's not great. Putter hit and miss. Not, doesn't do it for me once again. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be Morikawa for me in this range. I could be talked into burger if I had enough salary, but I think I'd try to figure out a way to fudge it up to another 10k guy than go with burger at nine seven um and i'll just keep riding the morikawa train he's been very good to me he's either been very bad to me or very good to me so hopefully this is one of the good weeks 8ks i, I mean it's not shocking to say that this is where you're going to make your money this week if you can get this right can't lay reed finau tiger hideki kisner english hatton scott wolf casey vick and billy horschel it's adam scott and hatton for me I could get down with that. Um, Adam Scott, listen, he hadn't played in so long. He's doing his thing, though. He came back, uh, certainly played well. I, I thought at the PGA, rode the putter a little hard, and then last week was eh. But I, I think it's a very good course for him. We know he can handle longer. Again, long par fours is something that I am looking at this week, and he, he's kind of tailor-made for that. What about... <laughs> I got so the top of the. I was going to say that the, the top guy from the long holes that you're talking about. Do you know who that guy is? Hideki. Finau. Finau. Okay, that's that's good because Finau. Talk about burning people. He was probably my favorite play last week. Not ideal, but when you look at his numbers, I mean, he's going to gain off the tee. The irons are there. It was just a. It really was just a bad combo of, of putting and short game last week. So. He's his stock is down in people's minds. I don't mind taking a stab. I mean, zoom out. The guy's got three top tens in his last five events. Uh, that'll play anywhere. So by the early ownership projections, and this is a Tuesday morning, it's always subject to change. The highest owned guys in the 8K range right now. I just went through the entire list. The highest, Matthew Wolf. Second highest, Vic. Third highest, Harris English. Kevin Kisner, Tony Fina. Mm. Not how I would have drew that up. No, but I get it. People, I mean, you can't argue with some of the, the form on some of these guys and they're all the cheaper of the eight Ks, but you know, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic because the top of the range is, I mean, clearly you've got world-class players who maybe aren't playing that good with Cantley Reed, honestly, Tiger and Decky, like I'm not super sold on Tiger. I think he plays just fine. Hideki seems to come in the, you know, fringe 20th every week. Uh, I don't know. I, I tend to side with those type of guys just because their stock isn't inflated and in some ways it's actually depressed. Yeah, if I'm going through, like I said, I like Hatton and I like Scott. Hatton's number one since the restart from 175 to 200. So that makes up for his lack of distance off the tee. But like even last week, you looked at him. He had two rounds where he was you know, one of the three best players in the field. Then he had two rounds where he was one of the three worst players in the field. It was kind of strange. And Scott... I mean, it's just nice to see him playing back-to-back events. He missed so many, like, five-foot putts last week. It was insane. Yeah, that's... It was good to see him doing what he normally does. But, I, listen, this is a range... And someone like Hatton, specifically, 
I think he benefits from a non-cut because we see time and time again, he does have those erratic rounds. If those are on Thursday or Friday, you don't get Saturday and Sunday. Here, he's going to have some opportunities if he has a slow start to really rebound. But, I mean, are you going to go to Patrick Reed at all? Someone like that who can grind it out if it's very difficult? I, I, I think that he would go in that Webb Simpson lineup if I was to make one of those. And since that's not the case, I really don't like passing on Reed. At I mean, his price is up, but it's a smaller field. And even those odds at 35, like this would be the type of event that he would just go win. For whatever reason, like I think people are finally off Cantlay. That Cantlay or Finau or Hideki, I think I pick one of those three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen, I I don't mind that either. Cantlay is someone I, I don't see. I know he's not playing great, but if he was, he would be 10K here and, and probably more popular. So I don't see any glaring problems. The irons are a little cold. He's not really doing much of anything, uh, but he can flip the switch. There's no doubt. I'm with you. I think I go to the actually the upper 8K range rather than maybe the more popular guys who are playing better in the lower 8K. Yeah, it makes me feel really like dirty not going back to my guy Wolf, especially because he's you know he's played this course in college and he won the event that was here. I just don't know. Like I ate the chalk with him last week and it was looking fantastic until it wasn't on Saturday. That it does line up really well for him. It's just, I don't know if I want to invest in a no-cut event into like 23% owned Matthew Wolf. Yeah, I mean, you can't create, you know, when there's no cut, the incentive for me to fade massive chalk is, is somewhat less just because you can't get paid off immediately. But at the same time, there's just a lot of ways where Wolf can just not have it. And he we know he has the upside. It's not that, it's just... When it goes bad, I think it's it's going to go pretty bad in, in some of these spots. Hovland, to me, is tougher just because he's he's putting the lights out. I don't know what to make of that. I just It's just a complete reversal for how well he was striking it. And now he's not striking it great, but he's putting so well. It was nice to see an uptick back from him at the Northern Trust. Like, yeah, in the past two weeks, he's averaging over five strokes game putting. This from a guy who normally loses four on the greens. Like, with the weeks that I was backing him, and he was, you know, he led the field three straight weeks tee to green and could not make a three-foot putt. Now, all of a sudden, he's making, like, 45-footers and can't drive the ball anymore. But I do think that he is the prototypical type of guy that you would want for this course. And we saw him gain off the tee for the first time in two weeks. Last week, he gained with the irons over two. He gained two and a half strokes. It's not like lights out, but it's good enough that it's something to build on that maybe he's gotten the game back together just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think the, up, again, this is, there's no doubt in my mind that Wolf and Hovland can compete. Uh, and if they get it going, they can easily win. It's more just evaluating against the ownership. How often do they really fizzle? And if they do, how, me, how much of the field are you killing in a non-cut? Cause that's appealing if they're going to be very popular. Yeah. I think I would be more inclined to go with Vic in this spot. And just even some same. of the other guys around him. Like, you got Louie at the same price. Casey's down there. Like, no one is going to use Paul Casey this week, right? Like, I don't want to. No, I think P- Casey's one of the guys that people, and I don't know if it's a bias or a blind spot. There's probably something to it. But they inherently, maybe it's a little old school, but they they used to like to target him because he was consistent. He would make cuts. And it's like, oh, he's not interesting at a non-cut. I mean, now kind of all over the map but he's not going to be popular and i'd be lying if i said i'm really drawn to him though i'd rather play usti hovland or, or pay up yeah well you can always guarantee yourself some low ownership and leverage if you use louis Ustazen. correct he 
at one point last week was he was up there for a bit and then he birdied after the delay to get in. That's what Louie does. Gained five strokes putting though. That that was an anomaly and he may have wasted his, his big chance there at the Northern Trust. Well, it feels like Casey kind of peaked at the PGA. Obviously, he came in second place, but he gained in all four facets of the tee to green. Since, he's gaining off the tee because he's a very good driver of the ball. The irons have gone away. He's been in the negative two weeks in a row, yet he's gained strokes putting in three straight events. Like, I don't – I, I want to kind of research this now. When, has he ever gained in four consecutive events before? Let's see here. Oh, yes, right here. From the 2016 Dell Championship through the Safeway Championship. He came second, second, fourth, and third. So he just needs a little bit of putting, and he's got it rolling right now. Maybe the irons do come back. Maybe he's the leverage one because no one is using it. (sighs) I mean, again, that's where it comes down to lineup construction of if you're very cookie cutter up top and you're going to go for some of this obvious chalk, maybe you throw in a Casey. But if you start against the grain, I don't know if you're going to need him. And for me, uh, ownership is not enough to blindly do it unless I need the leverage and I'm trying to build unique. During these emotionally turbulent times, everyone's looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed-rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. And the best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off their credit card or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash mayo to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash mayo. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. 7K guys, are you more likely in this area to ride the recent form? Because it's it's cheaper and you can do it. Uh, look at the stats and see just who rates out well, either short-term or long-term. Or just go to the guys that burned everyone last week, knowing that they're not going to go back to them. Like, what, what, what do people do with Abraham Answer this week? Yeah, I mean, that's a... Ryan Palmer always comes to mind just because of the the restart was that Colonial. Super popular let everybody down the next week he was like one percent owned and he played well i tried that with ryan Moore last week obviously it did not work i tend to do that because i don't think one week is going to define guys like fitzy uh like answer and i mean you're you're just you're not getting that baked in price at a premium you're getting the discount in some ways so it's not to say just do the opposite every week but 
you could you could convince me to to tail answer and Fitzy after bad performances. So uh, just looking at the early ownership spikes right now, Henley, everyone is all over. He's like the T to green model king right now. Uh, when I spit out my rankings, he had him at number three in this field. I don't know if I necessarily believe that in actual practice, but it's nice to see that he's playing well. But you hit on one guy, and there's another one, both projected under three percent right now. One is Matthew Fitzpatrick. The other one's Sungjae, who I don't want to use, but I was looking at his, like, I'm trying to think, like, if he can get it back together this week, I saw him 80 to 1 to win the FedEx Cup, that Eastlake is a perfect course for him. Like, that's kind of his jam, that type of event. And he's guaranteed to be there, that he's going to be in the field, and he's not going to be, like, last. He's going to be, like, 15th in the FedEx Cup or something like that going in. Like, he's, he'll be, like, six back or eight back or whatever the hell, however the hell they do it to start. Like, that seems like kind of crazy odd. That is kind of interesting. I, the problem with him is I, I hadn't, I was stunned how people a were on him at Wyndham. And then I was pretty damn stunned that he played so well and then it went away. So I just don't know where his game is at. It's a complete shot in the dark to me. If you go to him, whereas I'm, I'm more confident that answer and Fitzy, uh, I I still project them for more consistent efforts than Sanjay right now. So I would go with those guys all not going to be popular. No, the other guy who's not going to be popular that I like here is Woodland. Like Woodland fits sort of the prototype of the player that I want at this course. He's just been, it's amazing because it, it's funny that I, I didn't even mention him because Woodland is a guy, he's always popular. He's always to me a little more expensive and now he's neither. And I glossed right over him. So 7,800, he's just, of course the stats aren't great. If they were, he wouldn't be unpopular 7,800. Um, I worry a little about getting into trouble around this place and game's not in the best shape it, it ever is, but you could do a lot worse. I'd rather play him than honestly, Russell Henley. I'm a Henley guy, but I, I really think that's dangerous territory here. Yeah. He's shaping up to be by far the highest owned guy of the $7,000 yeah. area. So it's him, Palmer and Coke rack, nah, and Mark Hubbard. What? Those are your seven K guys that everyone's using. Yeah, and and we wonder why things aren't going well for me. Like, I I don't even understand some of that. Like, why would anyone play Homa? I don't know. Uh, no one is playing Homa. I did. It was Hubbard, not Homa. Oh, Hubbard. Okay. Well, that's borderline. <laughs> I was gonna say, what what are we even doing? He's not even seven K. Uh, yeah, he's a he's another guy. He's been like when you look at, I was doing some digging, and he showed up with like longer par fours. He was one of the guys I just, yeah, again, he, I'm not he, saying I'm just going to go to Mark Leishman, but yeah, he's fourth since the restart. I think that if you're going to play like the, Oh, he's good on longer par fours. He's good from this proximity range. Like do that in the six Ks, like make that your stance. Like this guy does this really well. Let's roll with it. Like that guy's going to be dial on for telly for me, 6,500 bucks. Second best player in the field since the restart from 450 to 500 yards. Let's go dial on. Let's, let's have a week. Yeah, I mean, I'm that Fratelli killed me last week, but I, I don't mind that. I can't believe I'm about to do this. This is a new low in a series of lows for me. Cameron Smith. I was, I'm into. He's not that bad anymore. And I could see him being effective at this course. He tends to play this style of course really well, yeah. at least historically. He hasn't played anything well in ages. Well, that's but, but like the fact. other type of person that would play this course really well is a Leishman, who's going to be like 0.5% owned. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no basis for this. Leishman, it just feels like he's hurt. Um, 
I don't know what's going on. I He's just so broke. Like, at least Cam Smith is showing life. Leishman is, like, I wouldn't even be stunned by Thursday if he's not here at this point. He's he's just doing nothing. Seems broken out there. Yeah, he needs he needs to get through this week. Yeah, he, he's, good. he's another one, like Sungjae, like, if you can preemptively get ahead of the game that all of a sudden he turns it around. I don't know how he fits really well at Eastlake, but he's going to be there in the Tour Championship next week. He's 20th in the standings. He's not falling out. He's just been... I mean, his best result post-break was 40th at the Memorial. That's good. Um, I'm just going to load yeah. up. I mean, I'm, play, I'm betting Rory. I might as well just bet all the guys who've sucked since the restart. Yeah, that's it's all about correlation. I've been doing that well. Um, uh, yeah, I... What about Champ? I mean, you mentioned him. He's had some success at the course. We know he can handle the distance. Any interest at 75? Yeah, I do. I, it feels like it's it's weird because it feels like an overprice. Like, I do like Champ mm-hmm. a lot. Like, I mean, you could throw Matt Kuchar at 7,400 bucks into your all grind lineup with Webb and Reed and Norin. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that he sets up well. Cam Smith, like, I was just very intrigued. I saw, I think we both saw the same thing. We went and looked at it. Like, he gained almost seven strokes on approach last week. Yeah, it it really stood out and quietly getting it together. This is the type of course I actually envision him in theory playing well at. And I, I do think more often than not in non-cuts, people will be like, oh, like I'll play Neiman. Um, he can score like that type of aggression. And I get that. But to me, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it a little differently. And I'm going to take some guys like Cam Smith who can methodically work around this place. Yeah, and if he can, we've seen him go like nuclear with the putter in the past, and we just don't see that. We saw it once from Neiman ever in his career, and he won, which is great, but doesn't really happen all that often. No, it's very, very rare. So this is a this is a very wide open range. Like I, I don't see a ton that stands out. I do think when the range is this balanced ownership becomes even more important. Like no matter who was the most popular guy in the sevens, I would probably be underweight on. It looks like it's going to be Russell Henley. Yeah. And that makes it even easier. So for me in the sevens, I have three stars next to guys. I got Woodland champ and cam Smith. It would be similar for me. I would just have Fitzy, uh, cam Smith and champ. The only other one I was going to give some actual credence to in case this course is just not necessarily super hard, but like if distance can really mitigate a lot of the problems, if we talk up champ, like Bubba's not playing poorly. I used a ton of Bubba last week. He let me down on Sunday, but he was good. He was, um, he had a weird presser. That was a little odd. Like, so hey, he, was, he got a meditation coach. Yeah. Hey, breathing can help. I'm sure. Uh, he did look better. He fizzled late and maybe that does keep some of the shine off he would have come in you know the top five i think people would be talking more about him it's always a little tough with bubba when you just haven't seen a he hasn't seen a course it's very hit or miss he's a polarizing guy but you could do worse than him Uh, i wish he had of course more poor par fives to take apart yeah but he's someone who's played these really long par fours yeah excellently since the restart no listen bubba he does a lot of things that i think conceptually you want at a course like this and Coming off a, a top 20, and it could have been even better. It's in a range like that, it, it's not a bad play at all. And to go back to the previous point, if you're looking for someone who's going to trade birdies for bogeys, Phil and Ricky aren't here, so we might as well go to Bubba. Next man up. Yeah, Phil doing damage on the championship. Did, did, Ricky. You, did you see any of Phil's round from the championship tour? He basically I, just I did like, not. He basically just drives every green. <laughs> I, I hear he's just, yeah, he's taking over. Um, 
good for him. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know when did, when does the champion start? What do they start on Mondays? I, I don't think that's like a normal thing. I think uh-huh. it was just for this tournament. I have a Rory Phil double. So I got, Uh-oh. I was like, I think Phil, I, I don't want to bet Phil at like plus 250 to win. But if I throw him with Rory, maybe Phil will win. Then I get Rory at 66 to one. Now Rory's going to be so like far eight, so good. Yeah, Rory's going to be like 8,000 over par. Just watch. Yeah, but- I, if I'm all in, it's not a good side. Yeah, I mean, he hit a shot backwards last week, so that's not good ever. Phil hit shots backwards, too, but he, like, tries to do them and it works. Yeah, not into the water, though. That's (laughs) frowned upon. Uh, 6K, guys. Do you think you should go this low this week? Because I think in a no-cut event, you should. Mm, I think you got to be careful. Um uh, the, the, I feel like a lot of people immediately think, oh, non-cut, like I can jam DJ Rom and another top guy. And then I can just pick, you know, these guys from the bottom. Cause they're guaranteed four rounds. It does not work like that. Never has worked like that. So, uh, you can pick your spots. I don't see a lot down here though. This is not a great range. I think you could go with steel who I didn't like last week. Who kind of shoved it in my face, but he's only 66. I think theoretically he rates out well here just based on his like ball striking acumen. And I'm going to go with my guy, Bob Shelton. I hit him as a top 10 to begin the year at Greenbrier in his last event of the season. Might as well go back to him coming off a hot week uh, has smacked his irons really well. Two of the past three events he's been in was T nine here at the U S amateur in 2015. Uh, He's someone who can score in bunches and down here. I think that's where I'd go with. He can't miss the cut, so That's good. Yeah, I mean, his off the tee game is a little weak, but other than that, he's someone, again, where it's like, all right, I'm going for the all-form team. He wouldn't have really been, you know, he's been playing clutch golf uh, to keep it going. Steele, I liked a little last week, and he played pretty well. I took a real close look at Adam Long. Um, I mean, Fratelli is going to be my most owned guy from down yeah. here. Uh, like, I actually, when I look at it on paper... He's someone that I think will play really well here, but he's for Telly, so who the fuck knows? But I, I just think he rates out the best of all of these guys. Like you could say Warinsky because, you know, he hits it pretty long off the tee. Harry Higgs is like a bomber, which I didn't even realize, but, like, he's either good or bad. And I think the people will go to him just because he had a good week, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not... I, I'm a, I love Harry Higgs, but I don't... I think he gets himself a lot of trouble at a course like this. Um, upside, sure, but... Stick nah. with Streelman? God. Um, I'd rather play Adam Long, as crazy as that sounds. What are you seeing from Adam Long? Or even go with, you know, Danny Lee is like da- shockingly long off the tee, which I just never occurred to me. Danny Lee, every, I don't even know if he plays in US Opens, but I'm going to say this is true. Every time there's a US Open, Danny Lee, it's like, wow, there's no birdies, but Danny Lee is three under through eight holes. And it's like, wow, that guy does crazy things. Then he shoots 78 the rest, but he's putting, you know, he's shown a couple flashes with the putter. The, the ball striking hasn't been great, but it hasn't been terrible. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. Now long is gaining consistently with the irons. Everything else is hit and miss, but Again, they're not going to find solid plays down here. It's just picking a skill set and running with it. No, I think I'm going to go off of Brendan Steele. I have him projected right now pushing 20% ownership. That's not yeah. great. Uh, That's the, a no. The, the Gooch, who came through for me last week, uh, he tends to be pretty highly owned down here. Let's see, Streelman and Duncan are the other two that people seem to be going to. Yeah, I... 
Dahman is not going to be popular, but he's just been really tough for me all year to gauge. He was so bad a couple times. Where was that? Yeah, Workday and Memorial. Somehow he lost like almost 10 strokes with the approach two straight weeks. Then he's been good. You know, he's good at the WGC and the PGA. Wasn't good last week. He's hit and miss, but it's very difficult to predict what what version you're getting. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get him at like sub 5% down here as like a back-end guy, it's not like he's going to shoot 80 and miss the cut. I mean, you could shoot 80, but at least you get the other three rounds out of him. And I mean, it's not going to do you that much good, but it doesn't completely sink your wink, sink your week right off the top. Like at the very bottom, like I just don't, I think skill set wise, Landry and Ortiz make the most sense, but I'm just not going to get there. I, I, yeah, I mean, listen, you can justify some of these guys down here and I'm not sure I'll need to dip that low. Uh, especially like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm staunchly opposed to DJ, but I don't really like it. So I'm kind of treating this as an 11K starting point. When you start with 11K, um, and it's not to say I'll use ROM in every lineup, obviously, 61, 6200 becomes less and less necessary with every click. Ben Ann, 6800 bucks. I haven't I used mean, that guy in ages, but maybe this is the week. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish I could say that I haven't used him in ages. I've been using him. That's probably why you're suggesting it because you you haven't. He was mm, mind-bogglingly bad last week. He does that sometimes, though. Like he was really, really, really bad at Memorial, and everyone was on him. Then he was twelfth at St. Jude the next week. He was really bad at Travelers or at uh, Heritage. Rebounded at the Travelers a little bit. Like sometimes he just has bad tee to green weeks and just instantly pops back. Yeah, he lo- seemingly sometimes he just like loses control of the driver. Uh, I mean, last week it was everything. The thing that I'm a little worried about with him is he his two good results in August were fantastic for him putting performances. I don't know how often we can bank on that. If you can keep it going, I mean, pedigree-wise, I, I do think he's one of the best in the sixes, but form-wise, he might be towards the bottom of everybody in the sixes. Like, Would you rather use a chalk coke rack at 7,600 or just roll the dice on Ben Ann at 68? Yeah, that's not, there will be no chalk coke rack in my life. Uh, yeah, that that's not a thing. All right, Ben Ross. Awesomeo.com. They got, you, they got you working a ton now. Busy man. Yeah, listen, uh, it's a great time of the year. NBA, golf never ends. College football is going to be hit and miss, but the NFL is here as well. So doing a lot on all those fronts, not just on the DFS side, on the betting side, we're doing some fun things. As I always say, if you haven't signed up, Go on over, try us out for a week or two and see what you think. But busy, busy, just like I'm sure Mayo Media, you got a lot of things coming up uh, with football. It's about to take over everyone's life. Yeah, football, golf is still be running two majors during football season. I'm going to be like death that week. be doing like 20 hours of content over a six-day period. That'll be fun. Uh, but we're going to have it all for you. Like I said, we'll do Kentucky Derby, maybe some uh, U.S. Open tennis. Maybe get that on the go. Try to, sure. find, a ten- I- try, try to find a tennis guy. I gamble on tennis. I know nothing, but I love to gamble on it. I'll try to find an expert that we can find like something to try to get some information to gamble on about the U.S. Open, both the men's and the women's side of it. So we'll figure that out. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off. A monthly takes you all the way through the U.S. Open for golf, not tennis, because that's like in two weeks. 
U.S. Open for golf is in a month. I think it's week three of football season, maybe week two of football. Either way, uh, the monthly will take you all the way through that. Simulator, lineup generator, ownership projections, most customizable stat engine on the planet. Listener's League link in the description of the video and podcast. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. MMN, get it in your life. If we can get up to 6,000 subs by tee-off on Thursday, we're doing giveaways. We get up to 10,000 subs. All of a sudden, we got cash giveaways for everything. So please share it around. Sub to the channel as well. You can find my write-up up on DK Nation and sub to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience. Experience.